party people. Um, something different today. Just me. And a, and a quick one. Uh, maybe we can coin a night. Uh, it feels weird. <laughs> it feels weird filming by myself because I have no, like, I can't gauge uh, how I'm going or if I'm going off topic or whatever or if I'm being too weird, you know. Uh, I don't know, it feels weird talking to myself. But anyways, bear with me, guys. But thank you for clicking on this video and giving me a bit of your time. I appreciate it and I appreciate you. But yeah, as I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, I was just really rattling my brain, like, what did I want to talk about? There's so many things I can talk about and things that I want to talk about. But this one really hit home for me because it's relevant. It's something that I'm currently still struggling with. And I feel like there's someone out there that needs to hear this message. Uh, or this this episode, hence why I'm in the car, because that's where all the motivational talk happens, right? Uh, lately, anyways, on YouTube and TikTok, whatever. So this is why I'm giving this a shot. And hopefully, you can feel that same energy and feel inspired to change, all right? Yeah, a couple days ago, I relapsed. Oh, man. Now my dad just opened the garage. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, later, but I'm filming something now. <laughs> I should have picked a different place to film. Anyways, I just relapsed the other day. Uh, whacked off, you know. Choked the chicken, however you want to call it. And obviously not my proudest moment. And just saying and admitting this to the, admitting this to the camera right now is quite scary, quite frankly. Um, I mean, especially as a Christian leader in the church and, you know, whatnot. Like, thinking about, like, oh, like, what, who... Like, what are they going to think of me now, you know? Oh, I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm not perfect. Things like that. But, but the, I mean, the fact of the matter is we all know that we're not perfect. You know, church leaders, we go through our own stuff as well. And I, I think this is me just trying to say that if you ever felt that you couldn't share your struggle with a leader or with someone because you felt like you weren't good enough or you felt like they were doing better in life, don't let that stop you, man. Because honestly, I'm here saying that you can, okay? So brother, Sister. whoever you are out there listening, watching, this, hear my words, hear what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm going to try to coach you as I coach myself through this journey. And this is Every Man's Battle. And, and that's a book, by the way, you should read. It's really good if you like reading or you like audiobooks. I highly recommend that book, by the way. It helps me on my, on my journey. And by, by, I mean, yes, you're probably thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not out of it yet. But from where I started, I've made a few steps. I've, I've had some strides and some successes, some victories as well as my losses, you know. And it's not about so much... What I've come to learn is that it's not about, you know, well, when it comes to God and, and this whole thing and how he views it, it's like God doesn't look at the sin. He looks at the heart, you know, like every time I get knocked down, I'm going to get back up again because I know that I will overcome and I will get through this sin. So just keep fighting, keep going, keep doing what you can to get out of that rut because you will, you will, but you have to be practical about it. And yes, a lot of people say, just pray about it. You know, those, those people that are like, yeah, just, you know, one night I was just really in my room, just struggling with sin. I was just feeling so lustful, whatever. And I just prayed to God. And He took that away from me, man. No. I mean, the thing is, that's a case thing. You know, that does happen. It does happen. And I'm not going to take that away from anyone. But I, I believe the true, the large majority, it's not that easy. You know, you have to take some practical steps 
to move forward to fight this battle and i mean i'm not saying tackle it head on because the thing is we can't fight this with our own strength we have to fight with the strength that god provides us but practically speaking there's a lot of things that we can do to avoid sin to avoid watching porn or whatever you know like viewing images anything that is not meant for our eyes kind of thing that that could be from simply adverting your eyes you know or like taking away whatever triggers triggers you pretty much your trigger points whether that's on Instagram, you're following certain people you shouldn't be following. It gets you a half chub and you don't want that, you know? So you unfollow them. That's what you do. You unfollow all those people that could be a stumbling block to you on Instagram or any other social platform. What else? Um, you can get an accountability partner. Have someone that, that checks up on you pretty much to see how you're going and someone that you have to be completely honest with because that's how it works. If you don't do that, then there's no point having an accountability accountability partner. My mentor is my accountability partner. True, I haven't I haven't really gone back and forth with him about this in a while. I I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna say I'm I'm a saint. I'm above everyone. It's not like that. But what I had done was I have a site blocker, and his email is attached to it. So what happens is, when I want to change a password or want to do any adjustments, I have to go through him. If I do it. You know, he'll get a notification. Like as in, like if I try to change the password or bypass the website, he'll get notified, and and then then he can message me and be like, "Bro, what are you doing? Are you good? Like, can we get you back on the straight? Is that what's going on? You know what I mean?" So like, that's another way. I'm just thinking of the top of my head right now. I'm in incognito mode, right? So I mean, that's the place, right? You don't want to. You don't have to go through the hassle of going through your history and deleting everything. You don't have to do that no more, right? No, no fears of you going on Google or someone going on Google on your account, on your PC, your laptop, whatever, and having that just sweating, thinking that someone's going to type P and it's over for you, right? But no, that's why we have incognito mode, right? I've done some stuff that I have pretty much taken away that option to have incognito mode. So you can actually find ways. You can search online, you know, and they'll teach you how to uh, take away uh, that option of having incognito mode on your browser, or whatever browser you use, there's a way to take it out. So just search it up and you'll find it. Yeah, anyways, a little bit more context of, a little bit more background with my history with with viewing the no-no. I'm going to try to avoid using that word as much as possible because it feels dirty in my mouth. Anyways, <laughs> since the age of 11 or 12 years old, I have been watching the no-no. And it was introduced by a classmate that told me to search up this website. And yeah, you know what? Of course I would go home and search it up because I'm curious, you know? And and as soon as I did that, that was all she wrote. And I was hooked ever since kind of thing. And it, you could say it was the start of my my battle with, with the no-no. And yeah, throughout high school, it, it was it was different then because then I didn't want to change. I didn't want to stop. I was happy with where I was, you know? Like talking about the no-no with your friends was normal. You talked about your favorite uh, celebrities and whatnot, and it was all fun talk. It was it was banter. It was it was good. Like almost, you would almost be kind of proud of it because I don't know. It's weird. I don't get it either. But it was like that in high school, and it was. I mean, I had some old methods, man. I had to, like back then, my computer was in the main living area in my household, and obviously I can't view it there with all my family walking all over the place. So I, what I did was I waited for opportunities where they would walk out the room or whatever, and I'll pull out my trusty and reliable Motorola. If for those of you guys that know what a Motorola is, old school is like a Nokia phone. And then what I'll do is like I'll film the video on my phone, and then I'll save it for later when I have some private time. That's what I used to do. It was such a hassle. It was such an ordeal. I had to plan for it. Can you imagine? That That's like 
crazy. It's like a drug addict. It's it's just insane. My time um, in high school was literally like that until I got my own laptop where it made viewing a lot more easier because all I had to do was go to my room, wait for everyone to go to bed. Easy, yeah. Whack it off and you're done, right? It's too easy, right? Not good, not good. Man, I need to switch positions. I'm going to be right back. So pretty much high school was... Yeah, I was I was complacent. I was stuck in a rut and I didn't want to change. But then I, I got to a point where I was like, man, when I was taking my faith seriously, I started thinking like, I can't stay this way. I can't be living in my sin. I can't serve two masters, you know? It's like what they say. You can't serve God and you can't serve... You can't worship two things, basically. And this was an idol in my life. Clearly. Clearly, right? So I had to give it up. And obviously that process is not easy. I'm still fighting it right now. I'm 26 years old. And I started watching porn... Oh, I said it. I, I was watching that no-no since I was 11, 12 years old. That's a long time. And I can't just... Oh, yeah. It's gone now. Oh, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. It's not like that. It's like you have to ease off this thing like anything else, you know, from strong medication and you ease off to uh, medium and then, then you go to mild and then you go to nothing. It's the same thing with with no-no addiction. It's the same thing. Like you got to take your time with it. You can't just rush out because once you... When you rush out and you relapse, you're just going to go down a, like a spiraling abyss and it's going to be very hard for you to climb out, climb out of that. Uh, trust me, I know how that feels. Not good. Not good at all. The reason why I tell you my past and I'm telling you what I'm going through now is because the only time I ever look back is to see how far I've come. You know, Use that as, as motivation, as, as encouragement because the thing is like, Obviously now, like I am not as bad as I was back in the day. I definitely am not. I'm I'm way better. But it's like it's weird, man. With with addiction and all that stuff, it's kind of like how Paul puts it in the Bible when he's like, you know, I know what's right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase it because I I um can't re- I can't remember it on top of the dome. It goes like something like, you know, I know what I want to I know what's right and I want to do what's right, but I don't and I do what I hate. But the point is this. You're not alone. You will get through this. Um, and don't do not do streaks, man. Like people, I remember talking to people about this. I used to have like this group in our old like leadership group. We used to call it Loosen the Grip. And we would like try to, you know, be accountable for one another. But a lot of people would say like, oh, I had a really good streak. I was doing really well. And then I just, you know, I just, that was it. And then that. And now I'm I'm back to where I was, square one. If you think like that, it's gonna be very hard for you to improve and to move forward. What this is how I approach it nowadays. Like I don't count streaks because that's demoralizing. I just go by the day because every day is a new day, and and that's how I get through it. Because you know I I keep going like no you know what it's not about counting days even though subconsciously it's at the back of my mind you know I want to be able to do more than this length and this length but. But if you go and obsess like that, it's like obsessing over your 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 macros and your your calories and stuff like that. You just go a bit too insane about it, and and then like when you don't hit it, you just get really bummed out. And that's not how we you should be approaching this. You know, when you get when you get when you fall, you gotta pick yourself up again and be like, I can do better. I can I can do better. And the thing about that is that you don't just 
say I can do better, but you need a plan as well. You gotta see, you gotta reflect and think, what could I have done better? What could I have avoided? What could I do to improve the next time that I find myself in this situation? Say that uh, there's a certain environment that you're in where it's like a certain time, maybe your family sleeps re- your family sleeps really early, and it's very easy for you to be in your room and no one's gonna disturb you kind of thing. Why not sleep earlier? Or if anything, sleep outside. Or I don't know, like if you if you're willing, move your PC or whatever electronics outside your room so you don't have that private space to do it. It's it's trying to improve every time you fall and doing doing something like trying to find that weak spot and strengthen it, enforce it somehow. And that's how you keep going. And that's how you keep moving forward because no one wants to be stuck in this. It's not good for us. It's not good for me. Um, it's not good for anything. You know, it messes up the chemicals in your brain. It's not good for your faith. It's just not good all around because it gives you a very unhealthy image of women as well. It gives you, it, it affects your relationships, your satisfaction. You know, when you get married and you've you've had this whole history of of like this addiction and and it's not you you've just not dealt with it properly. It's gonna affect your marriage, man. You know, like what if, like your wife can't please you. That's not her fault. It's because you've just so hooked up on this that you just need the next big thing to get that hit. You know, it's like drugs, right? Drugs. You you start with a small amount, then you get bigger and bigger and bigger. What's gonna satisfy that? You know. So, man, that's all I want to say today. Uh, a bit of a heart to heart, a bit of truth, a bit a bit more about myself. You know, I don't speak for all men out there. I'm just speaking about me because I just feel like I needed to hear this when I was a teenager or when or whoever, wherever I'm going through. It's good to know that someone is going through this struggle with me. You know, I don't want to feel like because I go to church, no one's dealing with this. Everyone got to be everyone's got everyone's got to be dealing with this. You know, uh, not everyone can pray it away, and I I so happen to be one of those people. But yeah, anyways, thank you for listening. Um, I just I really hope that this added value to you somehow. But uh, in other news, <laughs> if uh, if you really like Yogos, uh, well, sorry, if you haven't had Yogos yet, you should. We don't have our our code doesn't work anymore. But if if you are going for the first time, I would highly suggest the straw mango mochi. It'll get you hooked. Now, now it's funny that I mentioned that because I, we're just talking about addiction. But I don't want you to get addicted to Yogos. But it is alright. It's healthy. It's healthy. Um, but anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Much love and all the best to all my brothers out there. Don't stumble, but if you do get back up again, you know, because, you know, I believe in you. God believes in you. You got this. You got this. It's too easy, man. It's lightweight, lightweight. Too easy. But anyways, as always, guys, stay fresh, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Thank you.